Growing your business can be difficult and lonely, but there is an easier way. Welcome to the JVology Show, the podcast that will transform your business with a steady stream of perfectly qualified free leads and consistent passive income through collaboration. Now, here's your host and the founder of JVology, Jay Fissett. All right, welcome. We are talking about list building today, one of the most important things in the entire universe. I think I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again, which is this. If you are not actively list building, your business is underwater holding its breath. That ain't going to last for long. So we have a fantastic guest presenter, teacher, expert with us, my dear friend, Pollyanna. How are you? I am so good. Thank you for having me. Oh, hey, it is absolutely my pleasure. And what I love about what you're about to share with us is another way. You know, and I've said this a bunch of times, I'm going to perhaps sound like a broken record on this point, but we must begin to utilize different platforms, different approaches, different tools to build and broaden our lists, or we're simply going to perish. And I just really appreciate who you are, what you do and how you do it. Now, I'm going to give them a couple of words about you, and then I want you to, to give them the 5,000 foot view. So uh, Pollyanna is a dear friend of mine, participant in a program that we ran called LEAD, which is our Mastermind to Millions program. She wrote an article about me. Well, so I, let me rephrase it. She wrote an article I was referenced in, <laughs> in the Good Man Project, which I deeply, deeply appreciated. But it was just a perfect example of what she's about to teach us about using publicity to both raise our profile and actually build our list. And I don't know if I even told you this, Pollyanna, but that article I posted, I had like probably seven people request to share it and reference it. And it's just one of those ways that we build not just the list, but what I'm going to call list equity in terms of what you teach. So I just am thrilled that you're here. I appreciate what you have done both with and for us. And perhaps we should probably start just because I love you. They may not know everything about you, but why don't we start with like the 5,000 foot view of who you are, who you serve, how you do it, all that fun stuff. Absolutely. So Hey, everybody. I'm Pollyanna Brown, and I am a publicity strategist. So what that means is I figure out how to take your content that you're creating and put it in front of hungry, ideal clients who are already asking questions. They're already seeking those answers in a platform that's already built up what Jay was talking about, that equity, right? That piece that you can spend months or years building, or you can hack someone else's list, which is a little more fun and faster. So that's the rough and tumble of what I do. There's, you know, the fancy glittery stuff of, yes, you get as seen on logos and we talk about Forbes and entrepreneur and we talk about all of these amazing opportunities. But what it really comes down to is taking your strategic content, putting it in the place where your people are looking for it, and then leveraging that platform to build your own with targeted, highly specialized ideal clients that are perfect for you who are ready, willing, and able to actually buy. Love that. Love that. Love that. Okay. So here's the thing. I know that this is a topic that has some complexity to it. So you're going to teach us. I'm going to uh, pass it over to you to wow us. I should, if I don't know if you want to share anything, but I'm going to put the share screen on. So if you choose to share something and if you don't mind, I will occasionally put my hand up and ask a question to, of clarification because th this is one of those topics where, gang, 
I am doing my very best to walk my talk, which is we are in the process of broadening this. I am uh, in the process of a conversation with Pollyanna about what we're going to do for our publicity. And it's not my area of expertise. So if I ask silly questions, please just help me out. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Just interrupt me and be like, Polly, what's going on? Okay. Oh, it's that thing. <laughs> awesome. You are on, my dear. Thank you. So where we want to start with publicity is taking the word publicity out of it, which I know probably sounds really weird, but really all publicity is, is it's our way of getting content in front of your people. So instead of thinking about it as this super special thing that only the top people get to do, or you have to get to a certain level of expertise, that's all myth, to, to put it simply. Mm-hmm. Really what we're doing is we're reaching out with our expertise and saying, hey, you have an audience who is begging for this content and I have the goods to deliver it. And it creates a win-win. So when you think about publications or podcasts or whatever it is that you want to be on, all of them require content to thrive. If there's no content, there's no outlet, there's no publication, there's no podcast. So you are an integral part of what they're looking for to serve their audience. So going into the conversation, understanding that you are the one who's actually building the content for that platform to thrive is a great way to come to the table as equals and peers versus please let me on, please let me on. (laughs) So I want you guys to think about this as, you know, when you are showing up to a networking meeting and you are introducing yourself, when you show up with confidence, it has a different approach and it has a different feel to whomever you're speaking with. But when you show up and you're like, oh, I hope you like me. Oh, this, this is who I am, this is what I, do you like me, right? It's a different feel and people automatically kind of go like, so when you show up confident knowing that whatever it is that you're bringing to the table, for them, then that conversation is going to go much better. So that's the first thing. The second thing is you want to create a publicity plan that is all about recurring publicity. So think about it when you're creating your content for your social media, right? You already know what themes are coming up. You know what's coming down the pike as far as different launches that you want to do, different problems your people are having at any given time. And you think through that so that you can deliver to your audience what they need when they need it. It also really helps sales. Mm -hmm. So we want to do that with publicity too. It's the same process. It's just leveraging someone else's platform. So another way to think about publicity is it's one of the greatest JVs that you can do. I like that framing. Right? It's <laughs> when I realized that I about jumped out of my chair and I went, Oh my goodness, Jay has to hear this. <laughs> well, well, and, and if you think about it, like I say to people all the time, like just start, like, yeah. it's like, Oh, I don't have my offer. Well, just start with a shared interview on Facebook. That That's it. And which would be free publicity, right? Like quite literally. I mean, that's what that is. And I've never quite put it in that, like connected that dot exactly like that Pollyanna, but that makes such good sense. Absolutely. And especially with a lot of platforms are getting into multimedia content now. Mm-hmm. So Entrepreneur, Forbes, I just had a conversation with Addicted to Success um, and a few others where now they're actually sponsoring podcasts. They're bringing them in-house 
and sponsoring them so that they have the content there. Mm -hmm. um, same thing with video tutorials and things like that. So it's no longer just writing, although that's my favorite personally, because I'm a writer. So mm -hmm. that is where I love to thrive. But there's so many other ways now to get yourself in front of those audiences. And when you develop those relationships, there are other relationships that can develop. So for example, one of my good friends who will remain nameless just because I didn't ask for permission ahead of time. She actually built a whole course with Entrepreneur because she had developed that relationship with them. Mm -hmm. She had written articles for them. They really respected her expertise. So they brought her in-house, professionally filmed the whole thing, and then they sold it. And then that has a profit split. So it's a different way of JVing and getting your foot in the door, especially depending on who your audience is. Because when it comes to publicity, there are outlets for everybody. And there's niche outlets for everybody. And that's really where the magic is. So I'll give you a good example. Sometimes I'll have people come up to me and say, oh, I want to be in Forbes and entrepreneur and get me an ink and all these things. And I go, okay, great. Who's your audience? And they're like dating people, singles. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait, a rewind a second. What's going on? Right. And then we have to have that conversation because not all outlets are created equal. So we want to make sure that we're targeting our specific audiences. So let's say you are in, you know, the relationship sphere, you know, you're going to look at places like Ask Men. You're going to look at places like Your Tango. There's so many, but you're going to be looking at different places than B2B places. So yeah. if you're in business to business, of course, Forbes, Entrepreneur, Inc., that, that all makes sense. But if you do anything else, you want to look at other outlets that are particular to that audience because that's where you're going to find your particular community, which is so powerful. And then what you want to do from there is you want to set up your ability to list build. And this is why it's so helpful. And it's why you want to get recurring publicity. So what that means is you want to show up more than once, mm -hmm. right? One article is great. Awesome. One interview is great awesome. However, it's flash in the pan that way, right? So it's not as much that flash in the pan makes the difference. If you can be on there once a week or once a month and your community that you're building on that platform understands, oh, Jay publishes every week. I got to go get his article, right? I can't wait to the next one. Then you create a following on there that you then bring over to your own platform. And it creates that consistency. It creates that algorithm, all those things that move and shake and make everything work together. That's what it's doing. So what we do with that recurring publicity is we hook it up to our lovely things that we call funnels, which makes everyone freak out, me included. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. I, there's all these things and I'm like, tech, ah, no. Um, but to make it quite simple, all you have to do is in your author byline or you know whatever it is for how they're introducing you as the content contributor, all you do is you hook it up with the link for people to give you their information and join your community. It's mm -hmm. that simple. And because they're seeing you over and over again, they may not hit it the first time. They may not hit it the first three, but you best bet that as you build that relationship and they see you on there, they're already borrowing the trust that the outlet has put in you. 
Yes. Same thing as when you do a JV, right? You're borrowing the trust that your JV partner has with their audience. So their audience already knows, oh, Jay says I'm amazing. Guess what? I'm amazing. That's really cool. It's the same thing for any outlet that you're on. And it does make a difference when you're looking at other things. So specifically with list building, what it does is it says, okay, I got to test run this content. And I know that whatever's next is going to be pretty awesome. So you sync all of that together and you create a very strategic through line so that the journey of what they read, watched, listened to is in alignment with what you're taking them to next. And then they join your community. You can sort them that way and all of these different pieces. And one of the things that I like to do, which is slightly advanced, but super easy to do, mm-hmm. is I will pick different outlets for clients where this outlet is for this specific topic that you cover. And then this one is for this specific topic that you cover. So that way in the bylines or the bios, there's different links sorting them into different buckets. Hmm. I like it. So that's the the rough and tumble as far as the list building piece goes. But cool. do you have any questions? Because I know that I know that there are going to be questions. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, so, so the byline is key. So just talk to me a little bit about what different outlets will let in a byline. So this whole idea of the opt-in and the following and all those sorts of things. Are there limitations that we need to know? Are there difficulties that, you know, sometimes it's just you get pure content and then they got to go find you? Like, I mean, and let's be clear, in the days of Google, that's probably not the most complex thing in the world, but we would like it to be as handy and as direct and as uh, trackable as possible. Yes. So. The number one thing that all of you guys should know is have a clean URL. So what that means is don't have a forward slash anything. If you can avoid that forward slash, avoid it. There's going to be a few reasons for that. So the first is if someone is happening to listen to you when they're in the car or they're going for a run or something like that, it's very hard to remember every forward slash forward, right? Oh, yes. you have to pick something that is easy for them to remember that they can then Google right then or that they can Google as soon as they're finished. The other reason for it (laughs) is because across the board, all outlets will allow you to put in a website. Not all of them will allow you to go to a funnel directory. So by having the clean URL, you can set it up to where it goes to a funnel really simply but that it still follows the guidelines that the outlet is asking for. So it just creates a a really easy way to track, remember things, and make sure that you're following across the board. What Ellis tend to not like is going straight into a masterclass, right? But if you have a tool available that expands on what you're talking about, they get excited about that. That's something that adds value to their people. So think about it like that. You know, how are you adding value? How are you making that value easily accessible to someone who's reading, watching, or listening? And especially with there's been so much advancement in how websites interact with people who have disabilities in the past few years. Mm -hmm. So there are so many people who are blind and they can't actually see the words on the screen. So having a clean URL makes it easier for them to access. So there's a lot of pieces in there that makes that one of the top things that I recommend. The other cool thing about it 
is you can actually set up unique URLs for each byline that you have and track who's going where. Mm -hmm. So what outlet is actually working for you versus ones that might not be. And that's really good to know. So I love this. Now, this is something you and I have had conversation about. So it's like, this all makes good sense. And like years ago, I was, uh, (laughs) I'm sure sure people on here are going to roll their eyes and I do a lot of things that people should probably roll their eyes. But years ago, when when it was fairly difficult, apparently, I got a recurring uh, article in Entrepreneur Magazine. Mm-hmm. And I wrote one article. Actually, that's not true. I paid somebody to write one article that I dictated. The <laughs> <laughs> and I never did it again. And I know, bad, 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 bad. That said, <laughs> what, what about those of us that writing is not our love by any stretch of the imagining? There's a few things. And luckily, we're, we're moving into a new direction where content is being consumed so many different ways now. And the way that outlets are approaching content is different than it ever has been before. So if you want to write articles, but you don't want to do it yourself, hire a ghostwriter. Just look for one who actually writes for media because it's a, it's a different ball of wax than any other content. Similar to writing ads is not the same thing as writing a social media post. Same difference there. Okay. But aside from a ghostwriter, you could absolutely pitch audio content and you can pitch video content. And they're very open to that these days. So okay. let's say like, Jay, you are brilliant on camera, right? You just relate to your people really well and you come across so brilliantly and lovably that it makes sense for you to do some video content mm-hmm. and it builds that trust. And you also have a bank to pull from that we can say, here are some samples. Yeah. And that's a really powerful way to do it. And a lot of these places are looking for what we usually refer to them as columns, but they're looking for multimedia columns now. So as long as you have the ability to produce high quality content that actually delivers a result and actually has value, then you are in the running for all of these places because they're looking for that kind of diversity to bring to their audience because people are still reading and they're reading a lot. However, there's so many different areas to pull from and there are people you like to read and there are people you like to listen to. So they're very aware that audiences are shifting and that no one person is consuming content any one particular way in and of itself. So by having that diversity in your portfolio, it's really powerful for getting into these major outlets. One of the things that I do not recommend often Mm -hmm. is getting a feature. So getting a feature is an ego boost. It's really awesome. I refer to it as like the feather in the cap. Like if you really want it, go for it. That's fine. But it's not something that we see move a lot in business. Yeah. And I have a similar view and I'm not sure if the, yeah. I have a similar view about compilation books. It, it's like, great. I wrote a book with Jack Canfield or Mark Bertrand or any of those sorts of things. And it's like, so like I, that's, and, and that, please understand that's not, I'm not trying to put that down in any way, shape or form, but I don't know that I've ever seen one of those things really move the needle for a contributor. That's exactly it. And it's such a great analogy because I have the same view. <laughs> <laughs> Right. If it's not a New York Times bestseller, don't tell me it's a bestseller. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the things that we see a lot because of marketing stuff. 
but it's very much so in alignment with if you're putting out high quality stuff, then you are a good fit for getting it in front of an audience that is perfectly curated for you. So long as you're willing to deliver that regularly. So when we're building JV relationships, we want to show up consistently, Mm -hmm. right? Doesn't mean we have to show up every day, but we're showing up consistently and we're providing value and we're going first, like you always say. And that's exactly what this relationship is. You're showing up consistently, you're making that commitment and you're delivering value so that it can come back to the business. So what features do is features are sometimes you get linked, sometimes you don't. Sometimes it gives you Google juice, sometimes it doesn't. And it's very rare for that to be something that actually brings a client in the door. It, has it happened? Absolutely. But it's not, it's not what I would put my time into as far as strategic content goes. So I would be looking at what are the ways that you can create content that fits your people. I would schedule it at least three months out from a launch that you have and make that cycle go and understand when you have different launches coming so that if you know that it could be three months from the time that you put in an article or a video or an audio training, whatever it is, it might take three months to get published before then, start early. So that's the what I would say is the biggest difference is with launches online, with organic marketing, it's very easy for us to kind of launch in a week. <laughs> right? This is a little more thought out. And the thing that I love about it is that it gets you in the mindset of being JV ready. Because when you're JVing for a launch, you don't want to throw that together overnight. That is, we've done it, but it's a nightmare, right? It's not so much fun. But when you're nurturing the audience for a good chunk of time beforehand, so that they're getting through all of the things that get them to that place to buy, Mm-hmm. then you've created that through line for them that's very simple to follow and easy to get to. And you're delivering value for the outlet itself. Yeah. So it creates that triple win that we're always looking for. Without a doubt. So, you know, here's the thing. I'm just thinking about it. So years and years ago, we produced a television series called It's Your Life, Live It. And, and I spent us what context changes, right? But at the time, <laughs> it felt like I spent a small fortune on publicity. And I so remember this because I used to do paid ads back in you know the days of paper magazines and those sorts of things. And, but we, we were always pretty good at tracking it. And, and when I hired the publicist, they were like, just, you know, there's no way of measuring this. You know, there's, it's like, this is just the thing you got to do because it's a television show. Anyway, the key piece that strikes me about this Pollyanna, which is just so beautiful in terms of how technology has changed. It's why joint ventures are now 10,000 times easier to develop the trust and all those sorts of things because of the technology. The same is true for the publicity with the bylines and for the capacity to track. Hell, even, you know, my brain's going a little crazy on how one would integrate pixels with some of the media outlets that could be good matches. But we'll leave that for another, that's not a tech foundation, that's an advanced tech ninja secret trick that we'll teach you if you ever come play with us at JVology. But the, yeah. the truth of the matter is, is that this is measurable and demonstrable. And if you have a decent way of collecting data in terms of whatever your CRM is and those sorts of things and you're paying attention, this is 1000% as consistent and as reliable as a traditional JV where somebody else mails 
or as a paid ad that has proper tracking on it or any of those pieces. Like that's freaking game changing. Absolutely. And the cool thing that I like on top of it is it's multi-purpose. So you have all of that, which you can track. And then let's say you have a segment of your list that's gone a little dormant, Mm -hmm. right? But they have the similar interests. You can send all of this to that segment and reignite them, right? You can deliver more content to them. You can utilize it in your own organic marketing, whether that's sending it out in email newsletters Mm -hmm. or, you know, giving little previews online and saying, hey, go check out the rest of the article, which that's something that we did. And it works out really well because one of the things that I've learned over the years, which is really powerful to know, is that when someone's on your list, 10 to 1 odds are they're rooting for you. Mm -hmm. They're there because they like you, they want to see you win, and they want to support you. So when you give them the opportunity to support you by providing value to them, it warms them back up and it creates that relationship and bond so that even if it's not for your launch, but you're creating a JV relationship for someone else, then they're still warm. They're still there. They're still being nurtured by you in a really powerful way and in a way that creates consistency without you having to double dip and post three times a day. And I don't know if anyone else is exhausted with that. Holy hell. No. So (laughs) I like, like this way much, much better. (laughs) And it's funny, you know, like there, and I know that there are people doing strong seven figure businesses with their social media posts and those sorts of things. But, and I guess we all pick our battles, right? But that seems like an inordinate amount of work and energy and effort and like, good Lord. That's, (laughs) That's my same thing. Exactly. And especially, you know, if you have a family or if there are other things that you're interested in and you don't just want to work 24 seven, you know, there are other things that you can do. And one of the things that helps put this in perspective is, you know, for anyone who's run paid ads, you know, that getting in front of, let's say 3 million people, it it costs a pretty penny. It does too. It's not cheap, but If you get on, let's say Forbes, I forget off the top of my head how many unique visitors they have every single month, but it's in the multiple millions. So if you get even a fraction of that, you're depending on how you do it. I do not recommend Forbes Coaches Council. Do not do it. But no. 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 And I can go into why. No. You you seem hesitant. Indecisiveness is not an issue that I have. (laughs) Nor I. Carry on. (laughs) But if you actually, can we just stop just for a second? Okay. So, so Pollyanna and I are having this laugh and this this giggle about this. But but let's just actually back this up a little bit. So, please understand that many times, and this is going to different strokes for different folks. Okay. But. You should be educated enough to make some intelligent decisions around stuff. So let's be clear about this. A compilation book is a marketing strategy by the person who's doing the compiling. The coach's counsel is a marketing strategy that says, hey, there's a whole bunch of coaches trying to figure out what the hell they're doing in the world and they haven't been reading our magazine. Why don't we create a product that we could sell them so that that works? So it and. Is there somebody who maybe did really well at Coach Thomas? I'm sure. Is there somebody out there who's done really well in a compilation book? I'm sure that's possible. But it wouldn't be because of the product. It would be because of what that person did with the product and how they rolled the thing out. So 
just know and recognize and realize that when you're stepping into a packaged process, generally speaking, that packaged process is not necessarily the most ideal thing that you could or should do with your money. Sometimes the package isn't right for you, even though there's a bunch of good stuff in it. Anyway, I just, it's one of those things that I think there aren't enough conversations around it, why you and I giggle. And I, I didn't want to gloss over our giggle without giving background. What would you add to that? <laughs> what I would add to that is Forbes Coaches Council is not actually owned by Forbes. It's not Forbes. It is an independent company that licenses the name. And when you sign up for Forbes Coaches Council, you can never be an official contributor for Forbes ever. And really, really and if you stop paying for the service, they wipe all of your articles. Mm -hmm. So now you lost all that content. You lost anything that you could have gotten from it. And you can never be in Forbes again as a contributor. And being in Forbes as a contributor is still a very big deal. And they pay. Yeah. So if you want to get paid for your content before you actually make a sale, please don't go to Forbes Coaches Council. Please, please, yes. please. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, anyway, it's, just, it's one of those things where I just wish people were yeah. a little more comprised. And there's a million examples of this, but just look underneath the covers to see what the details are, what the fine print is, what the package is. Does the package even truly make sense? Can you use the package? Like all those things. Carry on, my dear. I didn't want to, I didn't want to <laughs> derail that, but, but so carry on. <laughs> oh no, it makes perfect sense. I'm trying to remember where I was. Cause that was such like a, an important detour. That we <laughs> <laughs> and I'm guilty. It's like, what? It was like, wait, I want to back up. Sorry, I don't know either. <laughs> no, 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 it's totally okay. But yes, so when it does come to publicity and what you're creating, you want to create streamlined, strategic content that makes sense for everything that you're putting together. And you can do this in multiple ways. So there are, that's a little too advanced. But let's say you have a JV thing coming up with someone, then one of the topics you might want to talk about is your insight on their topic and warm your list up that and make sure that it's getting in the rotation. Oh, that was where I was going. I got it. So <laughs> when you are in front of these publications that have these massive audiences, you literally cannot pay for it in ads very easily. You're gonna spend thousands upon thousands of dollars to get that same traction with similar targeting, maybe not even as good targeting. And you're gonna to have to pay to make it happen. Whereas when you get the publicity, you don't pay for publicity. That's not what publicity is. If you're paying for it, it's an app. And that's just, it's so important for people to know that because it's a FTC regulation here in the States. So you don't pay to get placement, you earn placement and you earn it from your pitches, your work, your samples that you put together. All of that can earn you stuff. And I started just to kind of give you an example of how you can get started. I started on this in 2012 because someone told me that I should write articles and I went, you know what? You're right. And so I just did because I didn't know that I couldn't. Mm -hmm. And I just started pitching all these places and then come to find out they were talking about academic journals, <laughs> not magazines. And I was like, no, son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> that worked out for me. <laughs> so, I've had similar experiences. Yes. Right. Uh, 
so the cool thing with that was within 90 days, I was published in four continents around the world and getting paid to do it. Awesome. Yes. And the thing that I like about it is as a business owner, when I look at this, I'm looking at, okay, we're creating strategic content right where our perfect people are, where they're searching for us. We can get paid for it, which who doesn't want to get paid to create content? Like, yes, give me some of that. (laughs) That's awesome. And it builds our list. It builds that trust. It builds all of those things for us. So if we're already creating content, if we're already showing up and doing the work, then it makes sense to do it in an environment that is set up for us to win. I love that. And that, I mean, that could open a whole nother interview just about talking about influence and scaling influence and all those pieces. But for the purposes of this, you have a gift that is going to help people navigate their way through what can be not murky waters, but has some complexity to it to help simplify the process. So tell us a little bit about about what it is that that gift is, how they're going to get it, how they should use it, all of those pieces, please. Absolutely. So Jay is going to have a link somewhere around here. Yeah, right below where they're watching, there's going to be like Pollyanna rocks and a bunch of great things. And then there's (laughs) going to be, (laughs) it's just below. Perfect. (laughs) So just look for Pollyanna rocks and click that. And what it is, is this ultimate publicity toolkit. So what we've done is we've broken down the exact stages of publicity and the order in which they should flow for you to get the most bang for your buck and to scale through those stages the fastest. And inside of it, it tells you exactly what you need in place to be the most successful with it. So that way there's no second guessing anything. You don't have to figure out, oh, do I have this thing? Do I not have this thing? It's super clear and laid out. And there's even a checklist in it. So you can just go through and check it off. And you'll be able to easily identify what stage you're in. And you can get publicity at any stage. It does not matter, you know, what else you've got going on. Before I had a business, I was getting paid publicity, which is really cool. So you don't have to have this wild success to make this happen. And it was something that actually really helped me propel my business forward before I actually opened my doors, which was really cool. So that's what you'll find inside of that. Awesome. All right, gang. So here's the thing. Make sure you get the ultimate publicity toolkit. Make sure you start thinking about how this is going to work out. Make sure that you check out everything that Pollyanna does because she will help you navigate these waters. You, my dear, get the last word before we wrap up on this component of list building. Oh, my goodness. I, let's see, last words. I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> Surprise. It's a, it's a clipping had taken a lot of improv. <laughs> Just, yes. I would say, right? I would say that when you're thinking about the list building component of this, when you're thinking about how do you build a list of your perfect people, you always want to go not where they're hanging out. You want to go where they're hungry. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like the difference between... <laughs> I don't know if anyone else did this in college, but we're going to go with this anyway. So if there was an activity, but there was no food, mm-hmm. it was a dud activity. <laughs> but if you have pizza <laughs> and beer, it's <laughs> going to be bumping. So you want to go where they're hungry. So that's exactly what we're talking about here. So I would focus on that particular thing. I love that. Well put. All right. Thank you, Paul. And I really appreciate the interview and I appreciate your support. And thank you for being on the summit. We are going to spend much more time together in terms of uh, working out our publicity campaign. And I look forward to it. Talk soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the JVology show with Jay Facet. Please rate, review, and share the show with your entrepreneurial friends. 
For free joint venture resources and more information, visit jvology.com.